0: I feel like it's so layered now like you can't talk about the book without talking about the article without talking about the movie now like if you're going to talk about Delia Owens you have to talk about all three yeah which is fun Which is a great episode
1: (laughs) it does make a great episode Welcome to Red Wine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Weston, and with me today is Rebecca soss to talk about Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Now, this book became super popular when it first was released, and I had read it when it first came out. Absolutely loved it. It was great. And then the movie came out, and the movie was fine, but what was more interesting than the movie and the book was the interesting stories that were coming out about Miss Delia Owens, the author. I rarely like to say any episode is my favorite because it feels like choosing a favorite child, but this is one of my favorites because Rebecca and I get into the nitty gritty of some interesting articles we have read about the book Where the Crawdads Sing, Miss Delia Owens, and even the movie. So please stay tuned for a fun episode that borders on book podcast book review and makes its way into a little bit of true crime here (laughs) so without further ado let's pull some corks and get reading all right rebecca welcome to another episode of red wine hello 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 So, happy you are here. um, Happy to be back. uh, Talking about Where the Crawdads Sing by Drew Owens. Oh my goodness. I think this is going to be one of the longest um, quick facts uh, of uh, of the Red Wine Reads podcast so far, because we have a lot to talk about with Miss Delia. Um, Mm -hmm. But... We can get into that later. Uh, I will start off by saying I decided to um, do a little standing desk action today.
0: I noticed. Good for you. I just Uh, got a new desk seat, so I'm in the the sitting position.
1: (laughs) Sitting position in her nice uh, office chair. It looks very official from here. It's nice nice little mesh back. It's gorgeous. I finally
0: invested in one, so I'm not sitting on the, what are they called, acrylic? sure (laughs) just plastic uh, my back was just screaming my back's like please (laughs) Please?" yeah well you look much more comfortable
1: now i can really tell um
0: (laughs) very comfortable
1: i love it ready to talk
0: about some books ready to talk about everything that comes with delia owens
1: yep so let's get into it it's fun um uh to start i am what are what are we drinking tonight
0: i am drinking some sparkling pump
1: la croix la croix because it
0: is a thousand degrees in my apartment
1: yep um and i got a little glass of champagne that we had popped last night okay let's just get into it you can't avoid it any longer
0: (laughs) i'm desperate
1: so like i said we read where the crawdad sing by delia owens um some quick facts not so quick facts uh this book was published in 2018 it has received a 4.4 4 out of 5 on Goodreads, so pe- people love this book. I didn't uh, know,
0: every time you say the dates when these books were published, I'm always taken off guard. Yeah. Like, I was, like, imagining this was, like, published in, like, the 80s. Oh, no. 2018. Oh, yikes. Okay. Y- Excellent.
1: Yeah. It'll make sense why Rebecca thought that earlier, um, or later in this podcast, but also... It makes zero sense to me why she wrote this when she did, Uh, but I have thoughts. So, uh, (laughs) this book was also made into a movie in 2022, which starred Daisy Edgar-Jones as our main character, Kaya. It's hilarious when you pull it up because the critics absolutely hated it. Gave it a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. But the audience absolutely gobbled it up. It received a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience score. So, wildly differing opinions um and this was a movie that was the rights were bought by uh, Reese Witherspoon and created by her company uh which has made other uh shows and movies such as The Last Thing He Told Me um uh Little Fires Everywhere so a lot of like book to uh film adaptations by her Uh, Some better than others. We'll just leave it at that. Our favorite
0: book (laughs) in the world. The last thing he told me.
1: Yeah, the one that we were going to start off with doing, and then we just, uh, both of us. This is so bad. It's so bad. We can't, we can't, we can't subject people to this. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, Delia Owens. Let's, let's talk about our girl, Delia Owens, this author. Uh, She is an American author. She's a zoologist and a conservationalist. And that's the last I'll say about that. So, she has written other books uh, about her time that she spent in Africa. And her time spent in Africa is very controversial. You may have seen a lot of buzz around the movie in 2022. You know what you didn't see? Delia Owens. So, she was banned from this film, this press tour, because they didn't want any news surrounding her because of this whole incident that started with her and her husband in Zambia. Well, it really started in Botswana, and then they kind of just made their way throughout Africa. Um, they just wanted to stop poachers is really what it came down to. Here's the short story of what happened. You, uh, Rebecca and I were talking about this beforehand, but there is an entire article called The Hunted um, by so in The good. New Yorker. It's an 18,000-word article, so it's hefty but it's phenomenal it talks about the owens and owens owens and how uh their time in africa kind of shaped this weird uh power dynamic and maybe led to a murder of sorts so <laughs> here's the short here's the short little sparks note spark note version so her and her husband go to zambia to stop elephant poachers um and they do this by kind of moving in and kind of creating this conservation and trying to protect these elephants that have been rapidly decreasing due to poachers wanting to get them for their ivory, sell it to Asia. Uh, ABC comes in in 1994, and they do a documentary about, uh, about Delia and her husband. And the producers um, included in this documentary, they filmed a murder of an alleged poacher um, that, like, you can look up the video, we'll link it, uh, that was executed while just lying, collapsed on the ground. Um, he had already been shot. They're filming this man just his execution.
0: Dying? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and nobody really knew if this guy was an actual trespasser, if he was a poacher. He was alone. He wasn't with anyone, which usually poachers come in packs. So it felt very ominous. Um, and it was actually, um, they said that it was one of the Zambian Game Scouts that the Owens had, like, trained to hunt these poachers and, like, make sure that they don't, you know, uh, make sure that they can stop the poachers when they come, and they were talking about them firing, like, firecrackers at them, so, like, nothing harmful, but just to scare them to get out of the way, but then you're seeing that they're actually... Mark Owens is like, oh, right? What's his name? Mark. Um, Yeah. Mark Owens is actually telling these guys, like, no, shoot before you're shot type deal. Um, And it's getting a little Rambo-esque in here. Um, And you find out that it actually was not a Zambian Game Scout that shot this man on camera. It was actually Mark's adult son, Christopher Owens, who fired the final shot, the fatal shots.
0: I gasped when i read that part of the article i was Ah. like "Ah!" (gasps) like an Uh audible gasp came out of my mouth yes
1: oh and like delia and mark write about their entire time in zambia through this book called the eye of the elephant and they're documenting a lot of things they don't document any of this stuff but uh mark (laughs) owens of course not (laughs) yeah no but mark owens literally wrote a letter That said, to date, I have flown eight airborne anti-poaching operations over your area, including four, which I inserted scouts on ambush. Two poachers have been killed and one wounded that I know of thus far, and we are just getting warmed up. When asked about that, Mark goes, oh, I wasn't talking about, like, the killing of people. I was talking about, like, we're just getting warmed up stopping the poachers. And you're like...
0: You're like, how else... What other con, like, what, how else is someone supposed to read this? It's,
1: (laughs) so that happens. They do a full investigation after this is happening. Uh, The former Zambian National Police Commissioner told this reporter and uh, the, that the investigation had been stymied by the absence of a body. So they couldn't find this body and (laughs) of this man that had died. So they can't do like a full real investigation. And so the Zambian National Police just said, this is, the bush is a perfect place to commit murder. The animals eat the evidence. So pretty much nobody knows what happened to this guy. His body was gone. Uh, Everyone has conflicting stories. And Mark, Delia, and Christopher Owens are all still wanted for questioning uh, related to the killing of this alleged poacher um, as well as other criminal activity because uh, the Statue of Limitations uh does not exist in there is
0: none <laughs> i had to google <laughs> what the statute of limitations means i was like i know what this means but i need to confirm and there is none
1: yep if you just want to in... if you if you want to go uh describe that to the people who may not know what the statute of limitations like statute of
0: limitations with, but... is how long an like uh investigation or trial or just general research on a illegal happenings can last, and I believe the, I think the exact wording is, like, in Zambia, the statute of limitation for murder is none. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. I was like, okie dokie. Yes. So, open investigation. Get them. I was like, fuck them up. (laughs) Get their ass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, Now you know why Delia Owens was not on press tour, because she um, is still wanted for uh, for an alleged murder of a man in Africa.
0: Do you think Reese Witherspoon knew? You had to
1: have known. I don't know. I don't think she, like, knew, but they do, like, background checks on these people. Right?
0: I just don't understand why (laughs) you would go through... Like, there's no... I don't know. It just seems really weird... It just seems like she didn't know and then she was like too far into like saying she's gonna make this book into a film and then everyone's like reese reese we gotta talk this Gosh. lady's wanted for murder <laughs> not murder herself but her son
1: yeah but also like, like criminal activities people are she actively and her <laughs> wanting
0: to speak to this woman i don't think we should do this and reese is like it's too late now
1: yeah um and as we get into the plot of this book uh, the similarities between what happened in Africa and what happens in this book are eerily similar, and Kaya and Delia have very similar um, tendencies and are very, like, similar people, so that also makes it a little sketch when <laughs> I went to reread this, because I had read this uh, back in 2019, um, kind of when it first came out um a little bit after when it first came out and I loved it and then I tried to reread it and I was like now I can't get any of this out of my head it's
0: crazy
1: (laughs) so sorry I just ruined the book for you if uh (laughs) if you haven't already read it
0: definitely read the article (laughs) Mm -hmm. as soon as you can it's a hefty one like it's definitely like a read before you go to bed like you well you got a little time kind of read it's so well written
1: Mm-hmm.
0: honestly better than the book
1: <laughs> yeah if you want like a real real life one this is it <laughs>
0: if you want a real life where the crawdad sing <laughs> but it's better and always
1: <laughs> the hunted the hunted. link
0: the new yorker written by jeffrey goldberg
1: mm-hmm And then Jeffrey Goldberg released an article when the movie came out kind of addressing the fact that Delia Owens was not in this press tour, was not there, um, and kind of was like, oh, I wrote about this back in 2010. Like, oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) this is, like, bad. So um, I also will link to that article um, where it says, where the Crawdads Sing author wanted for questioning and murder uh, from the Atlantic so let's kind of so here we go we'll get into the summary of where the crowdheads sing um, and go from there so I have a 12 point list this is my summary in a 12 point list mother and siblings leave an abusive home because of her father Kaya is raised by herself she raises herself after her pa leaves resorting to selling muscles and trying to survive on her own um, but is helped by Jumpin and Mabel she tries to go to school but is made fun of and ostracized by the town she falls in love with Tate but he leaves her college and abandons her she uh chase then tries to start a relationship with her sleeping with her and then abusing her when he finds out when she finds out that he's already engaged to be married and then won't sleep with him again so then he abuses her and she then whacks him in the head with a rock and runs off (laughs) um kaya is also during her time with chase is uh reaches out to a publisher uh because of because tate has suggested that she do that with all of her drawings and her um And her studying of the marsh and she ends up selling these books and making a living uh during after you know uh she after chase kind of attacks her she fears for her life and she ends up going to greenville to meet with book publishers but the next morning the sheriff is called in with uh to a crime scene where chase andrew is found dead at the bottom of this tower as
0: he should
1: as he should and nobody can find footsteps nobody can figure out why He was there the only thing they found was this little red um piece of fabric on his clothing which they matched with a hat at kaya's house which was given to her by tate so you're like who done it um (laughs) kaya is tried for the murder of chase but is quitted after there was not enough evidence and her alibi of being in greenville held up um tate and kaya end up getting married after the trial have a wonderful life and she dies in her 60s when she's just out in the boat uh, bird watching and then Tate at the end of the book finds poems written written by a poet that he doesn't really love um, but her initials are AH and realizes it was Kaya all along and one of the poems that this uh, poet had written aka Kaya had written uh, outlines the murder of Chase Andrews along with his necklace that is in the book so <laughs> you realize that it was Kaya all along and she got away with the murder of Chase Andrews in the show. end <laughs> how was that
0: <laughs> that was a very well concised summary <sighs> thanks i did it <laughs> excellent job mm-hmm.
1: well let's get into what we liked about this book because i think there is a lot to like about this book um, without knowing the background and with just taking it through the lens of a novel um and like I said when I read it in 2019 I loved it I devoured it I thought it was I was like I love the characters I love the plot twist I love the setting was super new and unique for Coloradan like being in the marsh and being um Mm. in the southeast that was something new that I really didn't know so I I just like enjoyed the read and I really enjoyed the setting of everything Mm. and like how everything was described and all the nature in the marsh that I think you kind of miss with the movie but we'll get into the movie in another part. Oh, <laughs> so we what can did get you get the
0: movie. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, we will. <laughs> what did you like about the book?
0: I <laughs> I generally liked the book as a story. I liked the setting. I I thought Kaya's character development was good. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think most of the work was put into Kaya's character development, and it showed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I did enjoy that most when she was a. I can't remember. I think I I enjoyed it most when she was a child in the book mm-hmm. and of course detested the first half of the movie <laughs> but i ah. i enjoyed the character development most when she was a child and it was kind of like speeding along pretty quickly mm-hmm. and then once she hit like adulthood and then i was kind of just like mm. but i i did yeah. enjoy kaya's character development i thought that i thought it was very well thought through and it it showed that Delia spent most of her time fleshing out the character of Kaya and it mm-hmm. showed.
1: Or she just related a lot to Kaya. Uh Which
0: I think, okay. I don't know if you want to like compare Delia to Kaya later or now, but
1: mm-hmm. we can do it now. Let's jump right in. It seems
0: like <laughs> Kaya is how Delia saw herself in like a fanciful way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see any, really, like, correlation between Delia and Kaya. Yeah. Like, I think, like, this is how Delia, like, viewed her life. Yeah. And she wants to be like Kaya. Yeah. So she wrote what she wants, wanted to be like, or want people to think. Like, I feel like she wrote this whole book to rewrite her story basically like that's the vibe that i was getting like she's getting a lot of flack for her son killing a person in africa so she's like let me write this with like a twinge of relation to my real life so that people think i wrote it based off of my life if that makes sense
1: yes yeah no i think um and I guess a good clarification is it's not technically her son, it's Mark's son. Mark's from son. From her first marriage. Yes, her stepson. Um, I mean, it's yes. not that it really matters, but... I uh, mean... Not by blood. <laughs> they married
0: when her son was... Four. Like, four or five, so it's basically yeah. her son. Yes. They raised him together.
1: Yes, they did. So, um, but I do think it's definitely a romanticized version of Delia and how Delia wants to see herself and how, like being one with nature. And I do think, like, she genuinely cares about, like, nature and animals and conserving, like, what's out there. Um, I just, I think of, like, this story of her almost viewing Tate as Mark when she first met him. And then seeing, Mm. like, Chase as the, like,
0: Rambo, right? Like, the Rambo-like character
1: who has a lot of anger and has a lot of, like, I don't know,
0: like... Do you think she wrote the character of Kaya based off of their son? Could have been. That's but I don't... an interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah, because Pa something could to, have been... Something to think about. Yeah, it something could have been.
1: So, yeah, I think it's... um, it, Like I said when i tried to reread it i couldn't i couldn't get past it so it made it really hard to reread this book um i ended up just giving given a given up about halfway through um mm. and then just reading the summary on it cuz i had read it um and i had remembered it quite well but it was just i don't know it was hard to reread it was not like a fun reread cuz you knew what had happened and you knew all the characters and you were like it's almost uncomfy to be back in that. Yeah. Um and you know like Kaya does it, so it also feels like you're almost in the head of like a psychopath mm-hmm. in a way, which is yeah. interesting. Um so it made it a very different reread. So I will say that. Um, That's kind of fun though. It was yeah. <laughs> it was very Cuz which...
0: I I assumed that she didn't do it. I assumed that it was Tate mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Or uh, jump in whenever jump in got involved later in the book. Like I just kind of assumed it was like somebody else who did it for her because oh you gotta protect Kaya the poor marsh girl, which is a theme that I wasn't really thrilled with throughout the book. But um, so I like when I found out that it was Kaya, I was like oh that was fun. When I read the hunted article, <clears throat> the whole time they were mainly talking about Mark because Mark was really the problematic owens mm-hmm. of that scenario like mark went full like rambo mm-hmm. and the whole time i'm like what is Adelia delia doing like what is she doing during all of this
1: like yeah
0: is like she out in the marsh like studying the animals like what is she doing like
1: well, the she, whole time she moved off of the um off That's of was, where they like, were
0: yeah like what is she doing exactly like
1: I don't Probably
0: like I, that. I don't know if she was just like hauled away, like like not really being a part of like what her husband was doing. Like obviously she was a mom, so she was taking care of her son, but I like I I find it so interesting that this book is kind of like re like she almost like inserts herself in the story when she wasn't there originally. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was, if you read the Hunted article, like it's really only like po- pulling quotes from Delia, like here and there about like what happened when she was there. But most of like the problematic stuff obviously is from her husband and her son. But it's like she wasn't really there. Yeah. So it's like, why would you want to like voluntarily insert yourself in the story? other than to basically, like, make yourself feel better about what happened by, like, writing this fanciful story about how you viewed yourself during this whole time.
1: Yeah, it's almost, like, her way of, like, coping with everything, and she's like, oh, I'll just, It's like, like,
0: this should have been a journal entry. Yeah. Like, this probably shouldn't have been a book, but...
1: That's okay. It is.
0: (laughs) And now it's a movie, so... (laughs) And now it's a movie. Sorry, (laughs) miss.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, it's hard, because it's, like, the actual plotline of this book and the story of it is fascinating. I mean, she's Hmm. trying to kind of tackle the uh, ostracization of, like, someone in society, Um, which I don't think really tackles it. I think this is more of, like, a story of... It's more of a murder mystery, and it's fine, like, and that's fine, but I think it was, like, trying to be more... um, deep in more, like, no, like, we're just trying to protect nature, like, we are the ones that are, like, going against the grain of the people who are just trying to kill for money, who are just trying to, you know, be in this, uh, be in this world where, you know, money is power, and the people Mm. that don't want to follow that, and that want to live out in nature, and want to be, like, self-sufficient, uh, can't do that without being, like, ostracized, which, you get it (laughs) but then i just think like it fell flat like you said like you get kaya's character and she's fascinating but i don't think you're built up enough of like her relationship with the actual town because she's not in the town all that often and then the town people are very much like straight out of shrek and they're like carrying the pitchforks and they're like oh (laughs) (laughs) like get out of a get out of the town
0: (laughs) what a fantastic comparison that's so true
1: okay (laughs) i
0: would i would have liked to see like how the marsh girl became to be
1: yeah
0: became to be came to be came to be came to be (laughs) because all of a sudden it's just there it's like she goes from being kaya to the marsh girl and everybody hates her yeah like why I mean, I understand why. Like, people love to hate on, like, one person because they're different. Like, I get that theme. Yeah. But I would have liked to hear, like, what's going on in the town that... What what they're saying about her. Yeah. So, like, I, we... I think... But at the same time, if I would have read that in the book, I would have deemed that unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I probably would have asked that to be cut because I feel like that's, like, intuitive. Like, people don't like people who are different. Yeah. So, I get that. I really enjoyed the... Th- theme of Kaya, like, fighting with being alone again, mm-hmm. I thought that was a very, I think that was the most interesting part of the book, yeah. is Kaya tackling, like, loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I appreciated the mo- that was the thing I appreciated the most. Like, I, I could not care less about Tate or Chase Andrews. Like, I, I appreciated Tate for teaching her how to read. And I appreciated that, like, he didn't sleep with her because he didn't want to get her pregnant. Like, he had to go to school. Like, and I feel like it should have just ended with Tate. Like, I feel like Chase, Chase Andrews, like, should not have been a character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Other, like, obviously he had to have been because he had to die. But, and there had to be, like, a reason for her to kill him. But it's just, like, it. pretty much everything after like, Tate leaves and goes to school. I was like, this kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Chase Andrews' character, I feel like if you're talking about isolation in this one girl, like, by herself, like, I feel like in real life, there would have been a lot more of those Chase Andrews, like, trying to find her and trying to, like, you know, have their way with her. And it's like... I don't know, like, that, but then they have, like, this, you know, vision of her being this rabid animal type feel, so, like, a lot of them are scared to kind of seek her out, um, which is interesting, and so I think it would have been interesting, I think the book would have been fascinating if it, like, were almost not a murder mystery, and it was purely just talking about Kaya living in isolation, and, like, what that looked like
0: for her. That would have been... Much more my book. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like that kind of like psychological battle that Mm -hmm. someone has to go through. Like those are the kind of books that I find interesting. Like how people's take on different like extreme scenarios Mm -hmm. and how they handle it. I think I would have enjoyed if Chase Andrews was like, um, like, a, a, a law authority, like, someone trying to, mm. like, take her house or make her, like, when she was a child, like, the person trying to come to put her into school, like, something that, like, didn't sexualize her. I guess mm. that was my problem. Like, mm-hmm. th- throughout the whole story, like, sh- she was just, like, sexualized for being, like, this poor creature in the wild, and I was just, like, ugh yeah like poor kaya she's so skinny but she has big boobs and they're so perky but she's so skinny (laughs) like i get it she's skinny because she only eats grits like i got it (laughs) like she was so sexualized throughout the whole book that i was kind of just like old hate this
1: yeah i think yeah i i didn't love that either and i think it made her almost seem like like, the poor damsel in distress, which, like, was completely not the point of her character. Like, she yeah. was completely self-sufficient on her own, since so she was seven. So, I that's, like, definitely not her character, and you don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I agree, and I, I do think it wouldn't have been as well-received through the masses if it would have been a book like that. Um, I agree. Because people love themselves some murder mystery they love a little romance they love a little like
0: damsel in distress
1: damsel in distress but like girl getting back at mm-hmm. the man who wronged her and so it hits all the points that it should hit for a popular book which i think Agreed. is why it is a popular book mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> because it was a popular book reese witherspoon had to get her little hands all over it and create a movie that um was I will agree with the critics not good um awesome. I I love Daisy Edgar Jones and it makes me so angry that she was in this movie because yeah. I was like she was she was throwing so hard but nobody nobody was there to help her and so it just fell so flat and I'm sorry but her accent was so bad um, throughout the entire, she's British. She's British, right? <laughs> she's British,
0: <laughs> and she tried to do a Southern accent,
1: but not even like Southern, like North Carolina, up. like, ooh,
0: like backwoods. Which I, 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 wow, I just started really bad. <laughs> I-, I enjoyed that part in the book. It was a little hard to read sometimes. I had to mm-hmm. read a couple of sentences over and over again because I'm like, what the fuck does this say? <laughs> but I enjoy that part of the book, but like hearing it in real life, I'm like, oh, no. This is so bad.
1: Well, I was angry because I had I listened to the audiobook a little bit, too, oh. and they do a phenomenal job with yeah. doing, like, the accent of the paw and, like, doing that, that like, deep southern, like, yeah, like, uneducated type talk. Um like, you would just grown up in that. And I thought they did a good job at, like, this is what it should sound like. <laughs> and then you go to the movie and you're like, well, and first like, of all, Oof. first of all, I have three things that right off the bat I was like, nope, no and no. And it was, she's supposed to have jet black hair, doesn't mm-hmm. have that. Um, her paw is supposed to be, like, skinny as hell and, like, mm-hmm. almost like a skeleton. And he's also mm-hmm. supposed to have a limp. Um, he may have had a limp in the movie, but, like. I think he did okay well at least he had the limp
0: um
1: but he was like a big burly guy I was like he would not be like that if he was living off of grits and whiskey um but one girl's opinion and then I just think like they skipped out on like her whole childhood in the movie which they 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 blow through it in the book but in a very like nice way where it's, yeah. like, it's very gradual. It was, in the book, in the movie, it was just, like, she was seven, and then she was 40. 45. And you're, like,
0: nope. like, oh, jeez, this is quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I know, I just, because there's so much that happens in the book in a time span that I was curious to see how they, like, handled it in the movies, which they did a very poor job at. And I... It's just so bad. But the way they just, like, plowed through the first, like, ha- the first, her whole childhood is, like, the first half hour of the book. And I don't like, like, a film to movie adaptation when I, which is hardly ever, but when I off chance have read the book before I watched the movie, I don't like when it, like, the movie assumes that you've read the book so you can fill in the pieces. Yeah. Like, you can fill in the parts that they skip. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm having to do twice as much work watching this movie, remembering the dialogue and, like, the thoughts that they're thinking when, like, nothing's being portrayed on the screen. And that was this entire movie. Yeah. Was me filling in the blanks while they were just absolutely just... (laughs) plowing through this plot
1: well and i think it's hard because the b- the book is very much inside of kaya's head and like it's a very like you said it's a very character driven book by mm-hmm. kaya and so when you have such a thoughtfully curated character and you have like her who's supposed to have jet black hair i cannot <laughs> emphasize that enough that was so sad i was like ah uh, she's supposed to look like a little baby crow and like a little yeah. And that's not what she looked like. Um, it's fine. But you just lose that in a movie um, when you're trying to do this very like character-driven plot line, but you're not able to like get that with Daisy Edgar Jones. You're not a- able to get that really with a lot of like with a lot of actors unless you're doing a full-blown tv series and you can spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. with the character in her isolation but you don't get any of her by herself really like she's always with someone because yeah it doesn't make good movie (laughs) like it doesn't make a good movie of her just sitting there drawing birds drawing yeah um but it made the book and so you lose that entire layer when you're watching this movie so what it what it turned into was a Nicholas Sparks, you know, like love story, murder, like this is, you know, tragic, very dramatic. It just turned into like a cheesy kind of one of those, which is fine if that's what you're looking for.
0: But um, if I wanted that, I would just watch Nicholas Sparks. The last yes. song. That's exactly what it reminded me of. I've been trying to rack my brain for <laughs> the title of that book movie. The one Miley Cyrus did. Oh yeah. The last song
1: Hemsworth. Yes oh Mm. um yeah i read a i read a new yorker piece um that was reviewing the movie and the uh the author of the piece said it was as if a tennessee williams play had been sent to nicholas sparks for a rewrite i was like that's what it was that's
0: what it was (laughs) that cuts deep but it's really accurate
1: yeah so really missed the mark on that one um
0: Mm
1: -hmm. because it Again, it was a fine book, and they did a good job. Like, she did a good job with that character, but it was just, like...
0: The movie just steamrolled past everything, and it would, like, the only time they would, like, speak is, like, the big, like, the mo- like the famous quotes. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just be rolling through the movie, and then all of a sudden they would just stop, say the popular <laughs> line, and then just keep steamrolling through, and I'm like, oh. she's, like, in my chair, like, what is happening?
1: <laughs> yeah. Or even, like, Mabel, like, one of, like, you know, one of the central characters in the book. She was just absolutely, like, sidelined, stiff-armed. And I was like, no, she was, like, the one teaching Kaya about how to get pregnant. She was teaching Kaya about periods. She was the one, like, giving her clothes and actually, like, teaching her how to speak like a lady and how to, Mm -hmm. like, carry herself. Like, she's a really important character, and you just pushed her out yep it was like nah two lines is fine yep and i was like ah so i know they did a a
0: terrible job with the
1: movie a lot of things wrong but um yeah i that's it that's all i have to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) i could keep going (laughs) but i won't (laughs) um well this is a very interesting conversation i feel like it's
0: um i feel like it's so layered now like you can't talk about the book without talking about the article without talking about the movie now yeah. like if you're going to talk about Delia Owens you have to talk about all three yeah which is fun cause which it makes is a fun. Great episode.
1: <laughs> it does make a great episode well let's get in to our final ratings and again we are just rating the book So this is, you know, pushing everything aside, even though my review also brings in (laughs) everything. But it is centrally what you thought of reading this book and the experience of reading uh, this novel. Um, So I am, when I first read this, I gave it a five out of five. I will give it, because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like, I was engaged. I was doing, you know, I was reading this, blew through it, had a great time reading it. I will now uh, drop it to a 4 out of 5. I have to give it a higher rating because I remember the feeling of first reading it. Mm -hmm. And I just absolutely devoured it. And so, like, I can't not, like, I can't not knock it because of that. But I will say, trying to reread it and then doing the research on Delia and then watching the movie, it just, like, tainted my experience quite a bit Mm -hmm. and so I knocked off that full point um but I do think like overall it's a very entertaining read it's a very easy read I think you would like it um it is fascinating to read it and then read read about Delia Owens yeah and see the similarities and insert yourself in there and kind of figure out what is really going on what's not (laughs) um but I think, like, overall, a lot of people I've talked to have really enjoyed this book. I really enjoyed reading it, so I will still give it a 4 out of 5, even though my uh, wow. thoughts on Delia Owens may be uh, less than quite that. different, <laughs> I'll say.
0: <laughs> this is actually my mom's favorite book. I don't think, like, her favorite book, but, like, yeah. as of mother's day when we released our mother's favorite books this was the one my mom said and if you listen to this episode i'm so sorry but uh, i give it a 2.5 out of 5 man i just thought it was quite middle of the road i enjoyed that i was surprised at the end about like the twist Mm -hmm. i was just I just assumed that, you know, because how she was positioned as a character, which is, like, no flaws. Like, she was, like, this, oh, sweet little Marsh girl that, like, she didn't kill them. But, like, you, like, she was, it was just, like, a sympathy grab. Pretty much, like, halfway through the book, whenever, like, Kaya's like, an adult and Tate leaves for school. Which is, like, almost exactly, like, halfway through the book. I was just, like, this is not good. Yeah. Like, Chase Andrews, I understand his character, which it was different. The whole court dragged on so long I was just so bored reading those chapters I was like this is the worst thing I've ever read so I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5 okay but if just the book but everything together I would probably give it like a 3 out of 5 because it makes it more interesting Yeah. when you have more things to think about with the article I would raise it with all three I would raise it to three and five.
1: <laughs> okay. I love it. I love that. <laughs> it's uh yeah, you have to do the trifecta though. You have to The Trifecta
0: you, is necessary now. You
1: have to. Um so we'll link to everything uh in our show notes so that you have everything and you have no excuse.
0: Um, and I would recommend in this order. Read the book first. Yep. Watch the movie. Mm. Then read the article. That was what I did, and I think that is the way to go.
1: Yeah. I read the book. I read the article. Mm. And then I read, and then I watched the movie, which I don't think is the right, I think, the other way around. I think.
0: Like, read the book first, for sure. Yeah. Then watch the movie and realize how much it sucks, because it doesn't play any other part other than you're like, wow, this sucks. (laughs) And then read the article, because the article will affect how you read the book.
1: Yep. That's perfect. There you go life
0: tips. the trifecta
1: (laughs) the trifecta so let's get into our pairing uh we like to end our show with a segment called pairings where becca and i will choose tv shows movies and other books that might pair well with today's book so let's get into it uh what do you pick as your little drinky drink for this
0: i picked sweet tea too Oh, uh, but I saw that out. you wrote it down first, but I oh. and I was going to think of something different, but then I couldn't think of anything. Sweet tea is just like the quintessential North Carolina, sweet tea. Yeah. You got to have it.
1: And then I put a little whiskey in mine just because Pa. Mm. Just a little ode to Pa.
0: Ode to Pa. Wherever yep. he may be. We <laughs> never figured out what happened with him, right? Nah, he just
1: <laughs> skidoodled. So Skidoodle. peace out. <laughs> <laughs> he we'll be fine. you're talking yeah you'll be fine um tv show i chose big little lies um which is actually starring reese witherspoon (laughs) and i i want to say it's also maybe co-produced by her um but she's killing it that was a book adaptation which i don't genuinely like uh, leanne moriarty's books i i have read two of them and i don't love them um, so I don't love her writing, but this TV show was phenomenal. Like mm. really, really good. I've um, heard good things about it. Uh so it's Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Laura Dern, uh Shailene Woodley, Zoe Kravitz, just powerhouse cast. Mm-hmm. And then Meryl Street makes a uh makes an appearance in the second season and
0: sh-
1: her character is awful, but we love her. But
0: Meryl We love is to hate her. The best.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we love to hate her, but it just tells a story of also a murder mystery of a group of women, um, who are living these very glamorous lives, but have a lot of dark turns, um, that ends with a murder, and it is very much like a woman-scorned type of feel as well, yeah. so I think it's, um, a very good pairing. I also just put Outer Banks in here, too. I-
0: Oh, what a- that's fantastic.
1: I only made it through That's about good. five episodes before I was like, this is too much. I can't. It's too dramatic. Um, but same I've setting. I've been to the Outer
0: Banks and it's nothing like that show. <laughs>
1: no, it's definitely I promise not. I <laughs> But it's the same setting. Um, you get the same kind of book, like the same sort of like marsh and the boats and the mm-hmm. kids and the...
0: So. <laughs> the marsh and the boats and the kids. Yeah. The trifecta. The trifecta.
1: <laughs> Did you have any TV shows?
0: Well, no, originally, but then when you said the last thing he told me is becoming a TV show, I scooted that one up my list. So that's what I'm gonna do, Mm because it's giving very, like, that genre, yeah, of women mid women murder mystery.
1: Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, I think I think it fits. (laughs) Um, for our books, what did you do? The article okay great there you go i couldn't
0: think of a single book that i have i can like confidently say that i know about that is anything like this book because i don't read anything like this genre like Mm -hmm. mid-women murder mysteries is not really like my preferred (laughs) genre so definitely the article the new yorker the hunted
1: yes it is phenomenal read phenomenal so good um I did The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. This is my all-time favorite book, uh, like, top of the list every time. Um, It's about a family who moves up to Alaska, uh, and it's a mother, a daughter, and a father, and the father suffers from PTSD from the war. So you can imagine it gets worse uh, at night and during the dark, so during the winters, it gets very volatile in this house in alaska they have Just to learn move. How... well they had to learn how to survive they're like isolated in alaska oh. um and they're in this town and they end up sending the father away for the winters so that he cannot be there but it's That's this, probably smart it's this fascinating coming of age story of this young girl
0: <laughs> it's T- okay. tapping away Omar. i'm so sorry he's getting so anxious <laughs>
1: it's okay we'll uh, we'll wrap it up soon road it's okay um but you know it's this coming of age story of this girl just trying to figure it out and trying to survive in alaska and um the community and it's it's hefty it's heartbreaking it's one of the few books that have made me cry it's
0: so good so good wow what's it called the great alone
1: the great alone okay it's phenomenal um and Kristen Hanna is just A1. She kills it every freaking time for me. Okay. Uh, and then To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. You got the uh, trial of the person... Uh, in this case, it was, you know, the ostracized human that actually didn't do uh, the crime. But in, in our book, she actually ended up doing the crime. But <laughs> I think you kind of get that same theme of just wanting to... Get this person in front of the townspeople and say they're actually not who you thought they were, Mm -hmm. and you kind of get that. The -hmm. one time my school reading came in handy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've never read *Tequila Mockingbird*. It's good. I but I feel like I don't know. It's just not my genre, so I don't think I would like enjoy it as much as I would.
1: I don't think. I don't think I yeah i wouldn't recommend it okay it's it's fine it's just
0: but i'll um, have to check out the great alone
1: yes you will
0: uh let's get into our movies (laughs) i chose continuing with the theme mid women murder mysteries girl on a train the woman in the window etc etc both. And I'll
1: add to that with Gone Girl, uh, another girl. Oh, gone Girl,
0: <laughs> yep. Mm hmm. Midwoman uh, Murder Mysteries. I've mid- created a new genre. There you go. Midwoman.
1: <laughs> Midwoman Murder Mysteries. I mm-hmm. also put a little Nicholas Sparks in there. Had to. So I did Safe Haven
0: yeah, uh, with Julianne Huff. Um, I did read that book. I read a lot of his books when I was like young. When uh-huh. this was like.
1: And now it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's not fun anymore.
0: You're like, girl, just move, just get up. just leave. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's
1: fine. If you're Sorry. looking for a very dramatic movie, that's for you. Um, anyways, that's our show <laughs> on uh,
0: midwoman uh, murder mysteries. A
1: uh, midwoman Mur- murder mysteries <laughs> with Blair the Crowdette saying it's it's a wild conversation because it's a wild story uh who would have thought that just a book about a woman living in the marsh would turn into um an alleged murder in uh africa so (laughs) (laughs) we'll end on that um but if you need if you want to learn more we will include all the links um to delia and her story
0: the trifecta the The delia trifecta
1: And please let us know what you think if you end up completing the full trifecta and we'd love to hear from you. So, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this episode right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at RW Reads Podcast. Again, that's at R W R-E-A-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's at RW Reads Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all. This episode is a JB Media production produced and edited by Jenna Weston.